Scripture reminds us that if we ask God for the gift of wisdom, the Lord will guide and support us. Our ultimate destination is heaven, so we must be unrelenting in our pursuit of that goal. The lessons we learn from both the Old and New Testaments should inspire us to build the kingdom on earth, creating a more just and compassionate world. We can bring the gospel message of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance to the world. And we can do it all because God is at our side. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired word of God. But to really be nourished by the word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A. Our first reading is from 1 Kings, it's chapter 3, verses 5 and 7 through 12. Our second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, it's chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. And our gospel reading is from, it's chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. Uh, just a couple things to note. Uh, first, we do have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. First uh, Kings is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Scripture, while the letter to the Romans is from the New Testament, or the Christian Scripture, as is our Gospel reading. Uh, tonight, we'll see that Solomon has a dream, Paul gives a lecture, and Jesus tells some tales. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. The first reading is from 1 Kings. The Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never be, never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Our second reading is from the letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, 
who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And our gospel reading is from Matthew. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore, and they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. All right, let's take a first glance at our readings and we'll ask ourselves, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the, the first book of Kings. And in this rather powerful passage, we witnessed this remarkable encounter between God and Solomon. And God granted Solomon the opportunity, this, this incredible opportunity to ask for anything he wanted. I mean, can you imagine that? What would go through your mind? I mean, think of the possibilities. Now, if you recall, uh, this interaction occurred in a dream. But in the Bible, Dreams are often where divine guidance manifests. And in spite of his youth, Solomon displayed this amazing level of wisdom in his response. Instead of asking God for wealth or power or fame, he simply asked for wisdom. He asked for the ability to exercise discernment so he could govern the people well. God's reply to Solomon's request is one that we should pay attention to. <laughs> the Lord acknowledged Solomon's selflessness and granted him wisdom. But that's not all. Now, our reading ended with verse 12. But if we had read one more verse, verse 13, we would have read this. God said, In addition, I give you what you have not asked for. I give you such riches and glory that among kings there will be no one like you all your days. Because of Solomon's humility, God granted him the riches and honor that he did not ask for. I think this 
holds a profound lesson for us today. It, it challenges us to reflect on our own prayers and intentions. How often do we find ourselves asking for miraculous but self-serving things? How often do we pray to win the lottery or <clears throat> hit big in the stock market or land that ridiculously high-paying job that we're nowhere near qualified for? How often do we pray for material possessions instead of asking God to grant us wisdom and understanding so that we can navigate life's challenges with compassion and with justice? So the main message I got from our first reading is that wisdom is a precious gift from God. Wisdom holds the power to transform our lives and the lives of those around us. It, it allows us to make better decisions, to show greater empathy, and, and to seek justice and equality for everyone. We should learn from Solomon's example and stop praying for wealth and power. The, the Lord may grant those to us anyway, if we're humble enough to pray for wisdom instead. With God's wisdom and and or God's guidance and, <clears throat> and this gift of wisdom, we, we can be become agents of positive change in a world that, frankly, desperately needs wisdom-driven compassion and understanding. And it starts when we recognize that wisdom is a precious gift from God. Our second reading is, was from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And, and in this passage, St. Paul delivers a message it's a message of comfort and assurance to everyone who seeks to follow Christ. His words should serve as sort of a, a beacon of hope, reminding us that even during life's most challenging moments, God is actively working for the good of those who love him. Now, I will admit that at first glance, these verses, they may appear a bit scholarly and instructive, but in reality, they're they're like the comforting words of a, of a wise and assuring grandparent. Paul's words are intended to provide both comfort and encouragement to all of us who are navigating along this journey of faith. In fact, St. Paul, he sort of outlines a map for that journey. He, he begins with the assurance that God has called us according to God's will. It's a reminder that each of us can align our lives to a more divine purpose. Along the path of this journey, we very well could face trials and tribulations and, and even moments of weakness. However, St. Paul reminds us that God is not only aware of our struggles, but is actively working in and through them to make sure we are justified and glorified in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, Paul is assuring us that if we love God, our journey of faith will end in heaven. So the main message I got from our second reading is that our journey may be difficult, but the Lord will help us along the way. What St. Paul is talking about is the unwavering and, and boundless love of God for his children. No matter what challenges we face, no matter, no matter how difficult the journey becomes, God's love for us is constant. 
and as we experience life's ups and downs, we need to remember that God is with us every step of the way. This assurance can empower us to face life's challenges with hope. It can, it can help us be resilient. Knowing that we aren't alone should be comforting because though our journey may be difficult, the Lord will help us along the way. And finally, our gospel reading was from Matthew. And in this reading, Jesus shared three parables that illustrate the incredible value of the kingdom of God. So the first two parables, the hidden treasure and the the pearl of great price, illustrate the point that the kingdom is priceless. Jesus explained that just like a person who finds a hidden treasure in a field happily sells everything they have in order to buy that field, we too should be willing to give up everything for the sake of the kingdom. And the message of the first two parables, I think, is pretty clear. The the kingdom of God is of supreme importance. It's worth more than anything the world can offer. And we should be willing to go to extraordinary means to obtain it. But then Jesus switches gears a bit with the third parable, the net that catches both the good and the bad fish. He emphasizes the coexistence of both good and evil people in the world, which we've talked about before. And just as the net catches both good and bad fish, the kingdom on earth includes people of all kinds. However, the time will come when there will be a separation. And according to Jesus, the evil will be sorted out and destroyed. This third parable reminds us of the need to live in the world but with discernment, knowing that God's justice will ultimately prevail. Now, I do want to talk about the last line of the passage, which can be a little confusing. So if you recall, Jesus said, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. It's, it's easy to overlook this, but it underscores the importance of both the Old Covenant and the New. Jesus is speaking of the scribe, the, the teacher of the law, who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven, meaning that the scribe understands the Hebrew scriptures, but is also listening to Jesus. The key is that the scribe brings out both new and old treasures. In other words, the teachings of the Old Testament are still relevant and they're still important to our faith. At the same time, the new teachings of Jesus, the fulfillment of the Old Covenant, are also incredibly important. However, putting it all together, the main message I got from our gospel reading is that we need to do whatever it takes to enter the kingdom of God. Now, we're called to build the kingdom on earth, which is one of the best ways to prepare ourselves for the kingdom of heaven. And to do that, we need to pull out all the stops. Like the people in the first two parables, we need to do whatever it takes. But we also need to remember that not everyone in the world will understand, and they certainly won't all be on our side. 
So we need to learn from all God's teachings, the old and the new, and trust that God will sort things out in the end. Instead of spending our time passing judgment on others, we need to focus on doing whatever it takes to enter the kingdom of God. All right, let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from 1 Kings, the main message I came away with was wisdom is a precious gift from God. In our second reading from Romans, the main message I got was our journey may be difficult, but the Lord will help us along the way. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was we need to do whatever it takes to enter the kingdom of God. Scripture reminds us to ask God for the precious gift of wisdom. It also assures us that as we journey through life, facing all the highs and lows along the way, the Lord will be our constant companion, guiding and supporting us. Our ultimate destination is the kingdom of heaven, and we have to be unrelenting in our pursuit of that goal. We have to be willing to make sacrifices and go to extraordinary lengths. The lessons we learn from both the Old and New Testaments should inspire us to build the kingdom on earth by advocating for social justice, using God's wisdom and love to create a more just and compassionate world. Together, we can shine the light of Christ into the darkness and bring the gospel message of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance to the world. And we can do it all because God is at our side. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I try to answer two questions. So what and now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because wisdom seems to be in short supply these days. Oh, sure, there are plenty of people with lots of knowledge about, about the rules and regulations of the Catholic Church. There are plenty of modern-day Pharisees who seem driven to enforce their narrow, regressive interpretation of Scripture on the rest of us. But the fact that they obsessively study and memorize a bunch of ultra-conservative talking points doesn't make them wise. Rote memorization isn't wisdom. In fact, it's, it's not even intelligence. We should care about these messages because it's easy for us to get sucked into pointless debates with those modern-day Pharisees or to just get discouraged and want to walk away from the church altogether. But if we can take these messages to heart, we might begin to see that being discouraged is part of the journey. It's just one of the lows. So we need to be resilient. We need to keep pushing through, trusting that God will guide us further on our journey of faith, trusting that there will be more highs along the way. We should care about this because if we lack wisdom and have lost trust in the Lord, it's really hard to call ourselves true disciples of Christ. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, since God doesn't tend to speak directly to us, 
even in dreams, uh, it's important for us to practice being open to the Spirit's guidance. So with that in mind, here's your real question for the week. Actually, it's a, it's a two-part question it's designed to give you lots to think about. In what areas of my life do I need God's wisdom the most? And how can seeking God's guidance help me make better decisions? When we identify areas where we're facing challenges or uncertainties, it forces us to acknowledge our need for guidance and wisdom. Wisdom beyond our own understanding. And asking God for wisdom also encourages humility by forcing us to recognize our limitations. But it does all that while we're forming a deeper relationship with our God. So spend some time answering the question, in what areas of my life do I need God's wisdom the most? And how can seeking God's guidance help me make better decisions? Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're thinking about where you need God's wisdom the most, remember what we read in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. We need to learn how to seek God's wisdom and guidance rather than relying solely on our own understanding all the time. If we trust in the Lord wholeheartedly, we open ourselves up to the divine wisdom that can lead us on the right path and, and bring clarity to our decisions and choices. Seeking God's wisdom is vital for navigating life's challenges and complexities with both faith and humility. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I really do encourage you to just use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, in 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide. <laughs>